Good evening, everybody, and welcome to show number 149 of the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to mimic number, everything, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I don't know what you were doing. And my, my Behind the glass is Dave Sturcho suddenly became uh, like uh, he was uh, one of those uh, for the deaf people uh, trying to tell oh, me like I'm a volume up. I'm like... <laughs> Doing, those are my doing, favorite oh man there could be a topic in a segment all about those people in general like when they're, when they're doing the national anthem they're like mm-hmm. it's, so good. it's so good i'm glad they do it because we don't want to go yeah. there but uh i don't need it on my show you doing it to me when i have good <laughs> eyes hearing everything well they say i do but yeah. anyway uh back to this show the Jimmy Palumbo show. Another smooth. One thing about Jimmy Palumbo show. He always, I start off like a shitty old like Ford F-150 truck. It's always like. <laughs> rung, 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 rung. But once you get out on a turnpike, you know, we, we, it goes on. Uh, show number 149. Very exciting times here. Of course, Dave Sturcho behind the glass coming from Chop uh, Sports Media Studios uh, down in the downtown Matawan. Of course, I'm here in downtown Mawa, New Jersey. From the uh, average dining room studios with the new stuff in the background, keep chopping. Ah, the kids at home just enjoy it. Um, And uh, show number 149, Dave, how are you? Uh, It's funny because as soon as I saw Chris Monday, obviously after the Packer loss, and we both both were sporting our beloved Yankee hats. We're moved on. We are are ready to go. We are not doing this. Listen, I'll. I'm a football enthusiast at heart, so I love watching football no matter sure. what, even if it's not my squad. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm a lot better this week than I was last week. So we're one yeah, week you were, uh, removed you were from elimination. A, pa- a patient in. Uh, yeah, it was rough last you week. Were, yeah, that was a rough one. I get it. I, I bet but I'm good now. I'm good. I'm with Yankees, new uniforms, all this other shit. I, we have to get. I know some. Uh, I know some Giant fans and Yankee fans. As soon as, if they're in the playoffs, anyway. As soon as that team is eliminated, that is the final second <laughs> of the sport they will watch the next year. I'm a little bit that way with, uh, well, I'm that way with hockey. I'm the opposite. I don't watch anything to the playoffs. <laughs> and the minute, and the minute, uh, like, if you ask me who the last, I swear to God, the last 20 years, who's won the Stanley Cup? I know, uh, I know the Devils won it. I don't even know if it was 20 years ago. I couldn't tell you. I, I think maybe uh, Vegas won it one year. I think Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah. See, you're in it. Tampa I, Bay was. But I don't know. I year. couldn't tell you if I, I swear to God. If I had a gun to my head, and said name 11 uh, hockey players, I'd be like, ah, just pull the trigger. I'm out. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> but that's you know what? That's universal. If you're not, I feel like hockey is one of those sports where you can't be in between. You're either like a you're very all... big hockey enthusiast, or you're just right. like. A casual, well, hey, I, Rangers are in the playoffs. Let's do it. You know, like, I tell people all the time that I'm, I'm not a Devils fan because they weren't here when I was in my ute. Um, but I would tell you this: there's only twenty thousand Devil fans in the world. They all <laughs> go to the game, so they sell out, and they also go to bars and want you to put the Devils game on. So, mm-hmm. like, you, there is no like, hey, can you put the Devils game on? Like, yeah, hey, I'll get no, no. Can you put the Devils game on? And if they don't, they're like, okay, you know what? We're just gonna we're, we're gonna leave. They, they and what, leave. what channel is it on? Uh, NBC oh. Sports Three West. We had Direct TV. I tried. It would take me forty five <laughs> minutes. And then I had one guy. I was like, hey, anyway, you can put the Islander game on. I said, no, I don't need your business. I just I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not looking for the Islander game. Uh, and it's like going the regular. Right. It was like it was like eight games into the season. I'm like, eh, Rangers are playing good. I'm like. Nah, 
what? There's no, this is like, <laughs> that's like when Jerry Gerard on Channel 11 used to give scores because they, they're showing on at 10 o'clock and he would give scores of a Nick game. The Knicks were playing Phoenix. It'd be like, and of course, some scores, Nick, a Nick's up 8 4. Like, you don't give a, you don't give an update of an NBA game 8 4. Like, he would do that. I, I, and then he would give like the races in Aqueduct, like the D and the G. Like, what are you doing? Anyway. Uh, well, we, that's really funny. Actually. It is. But as, first of all, anybody gets what I just said. Yeah, that was a driving off the road moment. I, I wish Artie Lang was listening to this because he would absolutely cry at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's also a Vinny Del member of sports line. You had to call and pay a dollar to get scores. And <laughs> he would say I, I was actually just thinking about that not too long ago uh, about like how good or how good people have it now. Right. Like they don't have it. As good as, I mean, the interesting part about when we were kids or when I was growing up is we didn't get all these games, so you would have to right. watch the ticker, right? You have to watch the ticker. Now these, kids, now these kids are getting school cancellations by getting a text to their phone. Meanwhile, my day, yeah. I had a, I was in Woodbridge, so I had to wait for the Ws to scroll oh, across the bottom yeah. of the screen. I'm like, come on, come on, yeah. come on, you know? You remember, Horrible. like, college football on Saturday? <laughs> It'd be oh 9,000 games. God. That's so funny. Vinny Del Centro. I remember it was cost a dollar. Why my parents let me do it? My dad probably didn't. I didn't. I didn't call that much. But it was Vinny Del Vinny Del Centro sports line update. He would say stuff like, "Giants took the opening drive, fifty-one yards for a field goal, but it has been all." 48 ers <laughs> You just hung up the phone. You know what I mean? Uh, I just wasted a dollar on that. I, I used to love that. One time a Rutgers announcer did that. Rutgers took the opening drive, 41 yards for a 38-yard field goal. But since then, it has been all Virginia Tech as Michael Vick. <laughs> it's like 61-3. to <laughs> I just love What a great way to that. It has been all. You can just, As soon as you hear that, you hang up the phone. Yeah. Anyway, I got my card here, a unique card here, Shay. Well, first of all, I'm going to get into this. Before we go into the card, I actually, I'm a huge Reggie fan, as you know. They actually sell Reggie bars still. Did you even know that? I, I had the original that. wrapper somewhere in one of my files. I kept it for shits and giggles, but I saw this in the store. I'm like, I have to get it. And I thought, I haven't had a Reggie bar since I was 13. So I'm going to eat it on the air. You got to tell me if it's the same texture, same, same, like, is it nostalgic right away? Or is it like they've definitely changed it over the years? How is this going down right now? You know, it's like. <laughs> this is great television, by the way. Yeah, I love it. I love it personally. I, I'm eating a Reggie bar. Um, I'm not a caramel guy. Caramel. That's what that's what he's saying. Caramel, out there, peanuts, caramel. and chocolate. Wow, he does that. Everybody knows the rules. Two bites. <laughs> now, just so you know, next week, starting next week, there's going to be a brand new segment. Jimmy tastes chocolate. So we're going to figure out what well, good chocolate is going to grade them, just like Dave Fortnoy of Barstool. That's funny. Fuck Fortnoy. Jimmy Fumble. Oh, yeah. You're right I knew. Getting a glass of milk. <laughs> I took a big right bite. Um, uh, yeah, that they're is a good. Big Reggie bars okay. are good. Um, <laughs> Anybody listening on audio, you have now found this yourself. Is local, no, you found yourself at the local Krausers. You're like, ah, there's, there's got to be a Reggie bar right here somewhere. 7 Eleven, quick check. Any um, of those varieties. It was actually in a party fair. Party fair? Yeah. So maybe, party this, fair? maybe this thing is 45 years old. What the? F um, wait, I don't even know what party fair is. 
Party City. Oh, Party by, City. All right. Oh, you, you'll be there with your kids. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to Party City. It's called That's Party Jimmy's. Fair here. Some shit. All right. Well, I ate a Reggie bar. Thank you, Reggie. Um, oh, what a smooth start to the show. Now I got to have a sip of coffee. <laughs> so now Jimmy is parched. Brought to you by Jimmy shitting bar. himself all day after that Reggie bar. And nope. um, Jimmy, okay. Jimmy took Jimmy took a fight, and since then it's been all oh. Colin. <laughs> Jimmy took the opening drive at a Reggie bar. That's so funny. Um, oh man. Um, well, Mike Hard. Getting back to the segment. Getting back to the show. Whoever. What a again smooth start to my show to my program. Um, a weird one. It's at the top. Don't why, don't know why I have it. Tony LaRussa, a manager card. Remember how shitty they were when you were younger? <laughs> Get a oh, manager man. card. That's yeah, right. I, I told you we I had a we did a, the, the other one. Who's the other Italian white haired guy? Whitey Herzog? No, no, uh, no you had uh, what's Dodgers. Um, yeah. Oh, oh my wow. God. We Jesus, stink, people, bro. We, dude, if this was we're live, here, we would be getting driven off get, the road. No, we, we can't. Now we got this has to stay on the show. Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda, that's God, him. So yeah, so when you get the manager card, you're like, yeah. what a waste of ink. <laughs> Those cards, that gets that went right to the spokes, right <laughs> to the spokes. Well, I have his 1987 card here. I, I learned a little bit. First of all, those of you scoring at home, the and I, I'm going to make you read this. You ever <laughs> read the book Three Days in August? No, dude, it's the greatest baseball book ever written. It's written by the same guy who did Friday Night Lights. He spent three days, uh, Cardinals-Cubs series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He had access to – La Russa gave him total access, except during the games, he stood, like, in the alley so -hmm. he could hear shit. This guy's a big-time writer. And, dude, it's like inning by inning of what goes on. And uh, then they fill in backstory about his career as well. It is wild, man. But – it, it changed the way I watch baseball games. Like things you, why is he doing that? Why are they not bunting? All that different stuff. It all, it, it's a, it's, it, it, you'll read it in, in, you know, three shits or two hours. You'll have it read. Oh, it's, short uh, book? Yeah. It's just an easy read. But if you're a baseball fan, especially it, uh, some of the, it's a national league. So you're not going to know every player like you would if it was an American league book, but it's really uh, how, why guys get benched. Like, if the manager tells you not to swing at the first pitch and you swing at the first pitch, you do that, like, over two games, and you wonder, hey, how come I don't play uh, so-and-so that much? Yeah, now you know why. I told you. Wow. And all about stats. In other words, they'll have stats that say, hey, look, this guy throws a fastball first pitch. Jump on it. We had all that different stuff. And But it's it's not so much now. Uh, I know they have exact science to it, but it's almost like that old ball thing. Like, hey, this guy likes to get, you know, Fastball, first pitch all the time, get ready to go. And one of the players just took two strikes on the first two pitches, didn't swing. And LaRusso, like the the writer said, he could hear the players like almost giggling in the bench. LaRusso was losing his mind. And he also would write little things down on pieces of paper and keep them in his pocket. Little things like, you know, Sturcio can't hit the curveball when it's three and two, like a little <laughs> yeah. shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I, the, that's book, good. the book is great. The book is great. Um, but I, I, I did learn. First of all, I didn't realize he, you know, he. Man- How many years do you think Larusa managed? Let's see if you can get. To- I didn't. I would have been wrong. How many 40. years? That- wow, you you had him at thirty five. 
Yeah, because I mean, dude, he just he just stopped I know, he like just two retired, years ago. Yeah, um, his, on his record card, does it, on the card does it have his blood alcohol level? <laughs> well, he got <laughs> caught twice at the end. He's got cancer now, though. He's probably doing shitty. Um, he uh, uh, his record is two hundred. It's hard to even say this. His record as a manager is twenty eight hundred eighty four wins and twenty four ninety nine losses. Okay. Now is that up to date or is that on the card? At, that no, that's not on the card. I looked this up. Okay. Um, I do a little bit. How many wins does he have? 2,800, really, almost 2,900. And he's second place to Connie Mack, who must have started like during the Cro-Magnum. Eight days was managing like ball in the (laughs) the jungle. He was 10 years with the A's, 16 with the Cardinals, and 10 with the White Sox. It was like White Sox, uh, White Sox, A's, then Cardinals. Um, He won the division uh, 13 times. Which I think is funny. His record in the postseason is seventy-one and sixty-one. He has six pennants, um, three World Series titles. One with did he manage? Did he manage McGuire and Conseco? Was he yeah, around he there? He was all yeah. part of that. Yep, yep. One Ooh. with the A's, two with the Cardinals. Four-time manager of the year. He played five years as a player, and he batted one ninety-nine. So he must have. Well, now he'd be making about nine million dollars a year. Um, the uh, and his uh, his pitching coach was always Dave Duncan, who's in the book a lot. Um, and he, who is Dave Duncan, the pitching coach, who another guy who, uh, was a pitching coach for like 35 years and his son, Shelly Duncan on the Yankees. You remember? Ah, I remember Shelly Duncan, he yeah. bombed, but he stung. Um, and he also is a lawyer. He graduated from law school, passed the bar in Florida, which I find funny. So that's yeah, my guy. The, he passed, he passed the bar, right? <laughs> a yeah, bunch of bars the bar. on the way. Yeah, he ended up got caught DWI just as he got hired. And I always thought that was a bad hire. By the, you just can't have a seventy-eight-year-old guy managing. Nah, it's just, that goes for any sport. You feel like they're only. La- it's like I don't like compare as soon it to as this, you, as soon as any like manager, professional wrestling. It's like professional wrestling when you like when you. How many times have you, not you particularly, but like if you go into one of these VFWs and you go see one of these shows and it looks like you got that old guy in the corner that was wrestling since 1965 and he's got a match yeah. tonight. It's like, I know. what? You, you know, like, so it's so like, true. Where does the, I know, I understand burning passion for the sport and the games, but like, fuck, man, it's got to be, no, it's, it's worthless. I just think you become, especially coaching today is, is in the old days, like, ah, you took off three months, went to Florida, enjoy yourself with the kids. Now it's like, there is no downtime. Like no. Aaron, Aaron Boone is less busy than he, he is starting uh, in, in about a month. But but he he's looking at film. He's probably looking at some shitty guy from the you know Antonio Dominguez Ramirez, who's like eight years old playing in the, in, in, uh, in uh, you know. How, hey, how much international pool money do we have left? Yeah. <laughs> we really we're really high on this kid. We don't know how old he is right now. It says he's nine. I am twelve. But, but, yeah. but uh, we're not sure because his parents are fifty. But the uh, it's just uh, he played in the Little League World Series three years in a row. Three years in a row. That's right. He was twelve for th- anyway. The uh, but yeah, but no, Tony Larusa. I, I always like after reading the book. You, you got to read this book. It's that good. Um, okay. You got to trust me on this one. Uh, it's not like a bad read. It's like you'll get it. Like the in, it's the the innards of a baseball game, and I you're gonna love it. You're gonna. Love oh, then it's, yeah, I like. That I wish there was one. Shit. There's got to be a book like that. On, I would love to see a book like that on an NFL oh, yeah. coach where a guy has access. Well, you know what? It's kind of like hard knocks, but in a book, but specific to the game. They literally go through. Well, another favorite part is the guy on the Cardinals pitching was against. Remember, Kerry Wood was pitching on the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah, and he yeah. threw like 110 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the guy on the Cardinals, his fastball was like 84. He was like one of those like off speed guys. And LaRusso keeps on saying, that's the beauty of baseball. The other guy 
They're both throwing a two-hitter. It's like 0-0 in the fifth. And my guy looks like he's pitching softball up there. The other guy's throwing rockets to the plate. But that's that's baseball, Susan. Anyway, who do you got? Well, I got Tony LaRusso. Well, speaking of pitching, speaking of the NL, um, I have a uh, a pitcher, according to this card, which was made in 1990. Pitcher for the Red. It looks like he was a, a reliever. Um, just based off the record, but uh, not that great. Started with the A's for three years, 85, 86, 87. So he's actually managed by LaRusso. So that's kind of crazy. Um, and then he's finished. Well, he's in this regard, he finished with the Reds. Uh, but I know the name and I think he pitched into the mid nineties, Mr. Jose Rijo. Jose oh, I Rijo. remember him. Yeah, I remember, I remember him. him. When I pulled this card off the top, I said, I, I, this guy looks familiar. Um, at least for the credit of this card, you know, at least they have him like, Mid pitch instead of the whole like wind up right. thing, like everybody thing like that. This is actually an action <laughs> shot, so I was like, "Oh, this is this is a badass car." But on the back, he's signing autographs, which is cool. Um, but yeah, yeah so he had uh, his ERA was three eighty seven. His overall record was thirty nine and forty four at this point of his career. So clearly not dominant whatsoever. Um, he had four complete games in eighty six, so he was a starter then. But I think he moved to the pen. I think just based off. The I remember numbers, as a relief pitcher. But I yeah, think so just based off the numbers, I think they they gave him the Ricky Vaughn treatment and said, "Go, go to the bullpen." Right, go to the so bullpen. Jose Rijo. Jose Rijo and Tony Larusa day here, Shay. <laughs> Uh, and, of course, the opening card thing was sponsored by Absolute Eyewear, which, once again, Jimmy pulled an uh, Ernest Biner and did not no, say that. Ernest uh, Biner. They have a signed <laughs> Ernest Biner jersey in the other room. I That's shit right. you not. He, well, he blew, he blew Cleveland would have probably won the Super Bowl that year. Mm. Um, the uh, Absolute Eyewear, of course, our fine sponsor of Chop Sports and the Jimmy Palumbo Show. Now, Patreon, uh, I'm still mired here. I can't get a 39. I cannot get a Donald Strawberry, uh, which is driving me nuts. And I was going to give a shout-out, but I decided I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Shecky, Mike Shecky Lawler, big Dolphin fan, for not re-putting his credit card in. <laughs> and also, like, now also, we're going to start calling out people's financial loans. Absolutely. absolutely. We damn right. We are. Just cancel it. Don't like eliminate yourself. Don't be like, oh, no. you got an email that said, hey, you got to change the to like, you know, uh, April of 2020, I mean, uh, 2029. And also, Pat Volkmer, favorite of Dave has not re up. So, Pat, I know you listen to this show in like That's six probably weeks. on purpose. He's behind. Yeah, he's probably busting my chop. But, um, I'm going to have his buddy Johnny Kelly bust his balls. But, yeah, we're still at 38. Hopefully we'll get some more um, getting going. Even I think Mike Caprio of Cornhole famous, but he sponsors the show, so I can't bust his balls. Um, all right. Well, uh, the NFL playoffs, we'll touch on it briefly. I thought the Ravens-Texan game was boring. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, wow. <laughs> I tell you, another level. Why, why do people – I always get the sense is like, ah, you know, Lamar, ah, you know, Lamar Jackson. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. I'll, I'll, you, I'm guilty. I'm guilty of thinking one that of Lamar. Well, I was. I was. I, I was. Th I was guilty of thinking that he was like a glorified running back with an arm. Um, but, dude, the way that guy plays football sometimes, I'm just like, it's, Jesus Christ. No, it's he, impossible to stop. He, I think he's awesome. Um, the. Uh, yeah, so that's what the game was boring. though. Texans just couldn't get it going. Uh, 49ers uh, Packers was it was a cool game. Uh, our boy Chris Guccio devastated, I'm sure. But you know what? I got to be honest with you. Just a god 
awful pass by Love at the end of the game. You can't do that. You have a minute 10. You have timeouts left. Oh, my God. I saw God. a side-by-side video of the same throw made by Brett Favre as a member of the Vikings where he just, like, was rolling one way and then decided let's just throw it across the field. And it's just like you cannot – I don't yeah, care how I, good your arm strength is. It's just not a high percentage play. Yeah, the only and time he's a kid can, still, so yeah, – The only time you could break. do that is if – a player breaks free and he's wide open. And he comes and, and towards then, you. Then, then you just have to get it over there. So then it's not that a risk. But he threw it. It was five on one. Yeah. There was no way. And, and to end the game that way, uh, it was awful. Uh, and he didn't have, a, like, the last couple of possessions, I don't think he played well either. But you know what? Listen, Packers got pretty far. Packers were, hey, listen, Packers were in it. They were in it through oh, the end, man. Sure. Like, they got. The 49ers I, um, that's, that's, why, I, that's why I just I just don't have the 49ers uh, going. I, I I just don't think they're I don't when I watch the 49ers, I don't go like, oh, there you go. I think I think they're like average. Well, they anyway. also lost Debo Samuel early. He's one of their big, big pieces on offense. So that's, I guess that's so. a big I guess thing. So. True. Um, you can't can't deny that. Uh Lions Bucks. Um well, Mayfield threw two picks. Uh, he had a pretty good season, definitely resurrected his career. Um, but uh, but but okay. This is now I'm on the couch now. This is pure Jimmy Palumbo show now. You're down by 14. Don't get me started. I know where you're going with this guy. Five minutes ago, whatever that's mm-hmm. you score a touchdown. Touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right, here we go. Mm-hmm. You're on the couch mm-hmm. going, all right, cut it to seven, cut it to seven. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. Let's go for the two-point conversion. So therefore, if we score with nine seconds to go, we got to regroup. All right, let's go for the two to die. What are you, a jerk off? What you do is you kick the extra point there, you're down by seven, and then if you want to be a real douche, you go for the two-point to win the damn thing, not the tie. Worst call I've ever – I don't understand it. Uh, I, I was – for a second uh, there uh, – uh, 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 Analytics will tell you. You should go for two there, and I'm just like – Why? What analytical – What analytics say what, that? What does it do for you? I don't, I don't know. I've Please. never – Understood uh, it when they lined up for two. It's just stupid. There's no, no, there's no part of me, Jimmy, that's like, oh, I, I get it, I get it. Like, I don't no. even like, I don't even like when you're down. And this happens at Rutgers games a lot because we're always down. Um, how about when <laughs> you're, you're down, like, how about when you're down like thirty-one to three or something, right, or thirty-one-six, you're getting your ass kicked, and, and but it's like early in the third quarter, you know what I mean, like very early, and all of a sudden everybody starts going for two. I think it when you don't get it. Number one, it's only six points. The momentum goes back to the other team. Guy makes a big hit. Why would you do that? Make it 28-10. You're down by 18. You're still getting your ass kicked. And then what I hate when people do, they get inside the 20-yard line, right, and say they're down by 18, right? And it's like fourth and nine. But they're in field goal range easily. They they end up going for the, oh, we're down so much. go No. Kick the field goal, make it a 15-point game. Now it's a two-possession game. But no, the assholes go, no, we're making a 10-point game. No, you're an asshole. Unless it's like fourth and a pubic hair or something. You don't do that. It makes me sick. So stu- Everybody gets cute during the playoffs. Anyway, and I hate when uh, coaches are pally with the guy like Franklin on Penn State. Woo, hugging and kissing. What about the next play? You, uh, you're not listening. Things stupid. Uh, Bill's <laughs> Chiefs. Um, I think the Bills just blew it. <laughs> I, no, 100%. I, I, everybody's like, whoa, Mahomes, the magic of Mahomes. I'm like, they were comparing him to Michael Jordan. I read on ESPN. I'm, sure. I'm like, no. Jordan would usually score eight out of 11 points in the final 11. Like, 
I, I don't think the Chiefs did anything except for my boy Pacheco. He's what a great running back he is. Bro, he runs like he's angry oh at the world. Well, he did that. <laughs> he did that for Rutgers, but the problem was uh, our offensive line was angry because they sucked. So we had, a, <laughs> we had an angry, shitty offensive line in front of him mm. and no tight ends. He, he got a couple of times Pacheco ran angry and got drilled. by. But even there were some games he had like 50 yards on the ground and they were all like blood yards. Like should have been, he should have had negative 30 yards, but he got mm. 50 somehow. Um, and players in practice said he was like just eating alive, but we weren't that good, but good for him. Pacheco, big, good story there. Um, I, here's another thing again. Who was that little guy on the, uh, Patriots years ago, the little Julian guy. Edelman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You got Taylor Swift. You got Kelsey. His brother's going to go to the Hall of Fame. This guy's going to the Hall of Fame, probably. How can Kelsey be that wide open on a pass play? I, 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 I to me, I don't know how to, if I was, that's why I would, I could, I would last about four <laughs> hours as a coach because I would just be like, hey, you got to watch that guy, Kelsey. Hey, hey, uh, Kelsey, right? You're going to watch Kelsey? You know why? Because he caught 190 balls in the last four games. Kelsey, Kelsey, you got Kelsey? You got him? Because I, I used to coach with the Giants. It was a tight end on the Cowboys. Did the same thing for us. You got him? Doesn't anybody? It's like often, It's like quarterbacks. When Lawrence Taylor played, he would be like, the guy would be like, blue, 81, 56, over to the left there. You got somebody got him. 81. His boots. Yeah, a 56. Everybody, everybody see him? What the? How can a guy that good be 40 yards open for a t- Just stupid to me. Anyway, um, but you know what sucks? You know what really – it was a horrible game. I hate when uh, – although it was good for the Giants when Norwood hit it wide right. But this game mm. was cool, man. It was going to be tied up, a minute and a half to go. Mahomes, can he get him in field goal range? Which maybe good odds he might have because they were but you never know one drive you stole batted pass and then you go third and ten um and the guy misses a kick i don't want to hear about it, it wasn't windy that was a, a knuckleball no it was there was wind but he kicked the knuckleball so goddamn thing it was a 41 yarder that's a chip shot for christ's sake it's an extra point i hated that because i'm like and then i know when they only had two timeouts i was already doing the math in my head i'm like wow even if they shut him down here they're going to get the, the ball, ball back, back like eight 40 seconds. seconds. Yeah. You know, 40 seconds ago, probably inside their own 20. And, uh, and Man, it I'll, sucks. You know, he had a, he, Tyler Bass had to deactivate his social media accounts because he was getting uh, death threats and shit awful. by Buffalo fans. And, so and how rough. about this? Was it? God, I'm being stupid here. Yeah, it was the Bills punter. Bills like, punter. has a hamstring but, issue. Okay. All right. Now, w- <laughs> This is what I can't stand about. When did that occur? The hamstring issue? Two weeks ago. Okay. So here's how here's here's Jimmy Plumbo, head coach. Hey, come on in. Oh, you hurt your hamstring? Well, you're a kicker. All right. Yeah, listen, um, you can't play this week. I'm gonna we're gonna get a guy in, we're gonna have tryouts. I'm gonna get the punter on West Virginia or Oklahoma last year. He's mm-hmm, gonna punt mm-hmm. for it. You can't in an NFL playoff game. Oh my God. I think that should have switched the point spread seven points. Like if you're getting one, <laughs> you, you're now getting eight. Uh, you, you can't punt. I don't understand this. And then go the fake punt. Everybody in the building, your, your punter was looked like Burgess Meredith. And, so, and now, oh God. I mean, obviously I got so many things to say about the fake punt, but the, of all people, they snap it to Demar Hamlin, and I'm just like, oh, oh man. my gosh! Like, so this guy's gonna win Comeback Player of the Year with a stat yeah. line of negative three yards rushing oh for my the season. God. 
So for this, yeah, it's unbelievable. let's give it to the guy with the heart issue. I mean, I don't understand that. That's like, you know, that's exactly like, what I said. I'm like, like, yeah, let's give it to the one person. It's oh like, my. do you think you, were you were you trying to get cute? Where you're like, oh, I never expected to give it to Demar, you know? But like, and then when you did, his eyes light up like the Fourth of July because here come the Chiefs, and he's just like, I might as well just die on the spot oh again. My God. <laughs> like, God. Ridiculous. It was awful. It was awful. Oh but God. you know what? Listen. Bottom line is, uh, my nephew's a big Chiefs fan. Uh, you know, right there. I don't want you to die on me doing the show. Nah, um, cold again. Yeah, cold again. You got every, probably every got, fucking day. You probably got COVID. Well, your kids got oh, Will you stop with the COVID already? It's a fucking cold. My kids snot all over me every day of my life. I can't I get there's never, there's never been like a two-week gap where it's like, oh, Miles, uh, he's got a cold. Oh, Stella, uh, oh Steph, she's yeah, backed up. Always, oh, Dave's backed up. It's a rotation until it. the spring. That's <laughs> why you got you it. taking your zinc and all that shit. Oh, yeah, dude. It. I went and loaded up yesterday. I was just I like, know, just give me all the pills. I, don't I get it. I get it. I'm, uh, <sighs> I'm rooting for... Um, I'm rooting for the Lions to win the whole thing. I think that's a fun story, and I don't know any Lion fans. But I, I I, I, the Chiefs, I'm a little tired of the Chiefs. I kind of want to see them get beat, but uh, I don't really like the Ravens either. And also, my nephew's a huge Chief fan. Now, I watched a game with my mother. I'm a huge Chief fan. It's crazy, but for How? years. I don't know. Maybe he liked the red Rutgers red. Is it, is it the whole? Is it the like? Look, people are out there like. I love no, the no, no. He liked. I love the Warriors. Why? Because of Steph Curry. Oh no, okay. no, no. Like, this, he he's been a fan well before. He's twenty six. He's been a fan of the Chiefs probably since he's eleven. So I don't know why. I really don't. I should ask him. Probably the red color, I guess. Um, but he put. A, I watched the game with his mother and father, and my mother, so the grandmother. Now, who is now a star on Instagram and TikTok, on by Instagram the way. It was very funny. <laughs> uh, we got a kick out of doing that. But he, the, they were watching the game. My, my mother was getting excited uh, about the Chief game, which I was watching like half comatose, drinking wine. And the, she was like, oh, for my, for my grandson, Jimmy, I want them to win, blah, blah, blah. My sister, however, was watching the game purely as a host of a fan duel show. Because my <laughs> nephew, this is the bet he made. You ready for this? He's such a jerk off, and I love him. He, he does well for himself, so he's not a degenerate, but he's a degenerate gambler. Uh, he put <laughs> a bet in. People that do well for themselves are degenerate right. gamblers. No, yeah. no, no, he's doing okay. Uh, I'm only kidding around. Uh, he put a bet that the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl. When did he put that bet in? Beginning of the year. Okay. So thinking. I mean, there that, had to be the odds, one of the odds on favorites. Yeah. So one of whatever, whatever uh, amount he put in. Oh, they just got to make the Super Bowl, not win it. If oh. they make the Super Bowl, the amount of money he put in and the gamble, whatever the hell it was, he'll have enough to pay for his ticket and airfare to the Super Bowl. Okay, so we probably put a decent amount on it. Wow. Then he's got another separate bet that the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. But all he wants to do is win next week because then he's at the game and now it's his house money. He made the bet five months ago. And if they win, then he actually like profits from the trip. So my poor, my, my poor sister is watching the game like, oh, I just hope they win next week too. I just hope like she just cares about the money. She doesn't want them gambling and shit like that. I have but, to uh, unfortunately think. I think the road. I think it's over. I think I think the Ravens are going to take care of business. I do. I think they're leaps and bounds better than anybody what? left in the field. I agree, I think, but uh, uh, until it's Mahomes, I, I yeah, well, no, no, it, you know, Andy Reid, a week to prepare. No. I, I'm just gonna watch the game. I, uh, yeah, I can't. You, know, bet. I don't you can't. You can't until Mahomes and that'll do it. Final score here. 
Um, is this the si- I, how many? It's his fourth straight AFC yeah, title game or six lot, straight? Man. That's a lot. Something like that's that. Something crazy. Anyway. He's like fucking Brady all over again. Right. Well, that uh, which brings us to Absolute Eyewear 42 Main Street Woodbridge, New Jersey. That's right. 733, 733, Jesus. 732-326-3937. <laughs> Call them up. Craig and Janine Michaud, family owned, brother and sister, licensed opticians here at Shea. Um, they got everything over there, full service, eyewear, prescriptions, sunglasses, eyewear. When you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. Best slogan ever. I created it. That's why I know. And of course, they have Ray-Ban coach Ralph Lauren, Dave Sturcio's Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Cause Light, Vogue, Maui Jim, and Costa Del Mar. And also, Charles Oakley's <laughs> kids play in the playroom there. <laughs> and he made an appearance last week, too, so that was cool. That's right. Charles Oakley <laughs> getting involved. Um, Get a complete pair if you mention me, Dave, Shop Sports. It's the same. If, if you've ever watched a podcast, they'll give you $100 off. <laughs> Any podcast. You watch Joe like Rogan? Joe Rogan. Oh, it goes in. You have to mention the word podcast. And you, you have an iPhone? In. You get $100 <laughs> that's off. That's right. You, too, can be. Um, so that's that. Uh, absolute eyewear. We love them. Go check them out. Um, which now we're going to do a special part of our show. Sponsored oh, by it's Corn. time. CornholeLevel.com. Dave, what are we calling this new segment here? This is entitled Jimmy's Credits. And uh, like I said, it's one of those things where I found um, that since you have a billion of them, that each week we should take one of the ones that you have off of IMDb or maybe even some that you booked that weren't on IMDb, like maybe a, a fun commercial spot or anything like that. So this week we, we did go chalk. Last week, we started with your very first IMDb credit, which was Spin City, which, by the way, I watched it. Very yeah. funny. Um, definitely, definitely very good episode. Um, and then uh, so this week, we went chalk. We went from the, yeah, exactly, four. Um, we went to, uh, we went chalk here, meaning when I say that, you got to go to the go-to. It's one of the biggest ones that you've done. It's the one you're probably still getting residual, like, you know, $1.99 credits and residuals for every so often. It is your paid. appearance. What? What'd you say? I thought it was my first appance on the Dave and Chris show. Podcast. No, no, that I, one. No, that one. You still owe us money. That's actually. in the two hole. That's in the two hole. <laughs> but this the one liaison. is your, the biggest. Start you on the right side. Pull up a lead. We're not sure if he even touched the ball, but he laid it up and in. <laughs> he got the ball in bounds. <laughs> uh, this week we're gonna do uh, your your big appearance and working with Jennifer Aniston on the Friends episode uh, and Debbie yes. Mazar and. It was, Friends. it was, again, I've seen it a I, million times on TV. So you, I, you know. uh, uh, we, we, we leave the audience in, in suspense, but of course Dave always kind of whispers to me which credit we're going to go with. So it's I mean, I put it in the, I put in the thumbnail so people kind of knew, but right. um, anyway. Well, listen, Friends was wild, a huge, a huge, I, I have so many, I have so many stories affiliated with Friends, um. For a couple of reasons. Number one, it was season eight. We shot it early in 2002. And I was, I was, I was like a young Giancarlo for like 2001 or 2002. I was seeing the ball real well on auditions. I was booking <laughs> shit all over the place, living in LA at the time. Uh, Kevin Bright was the director. He's one of the creators, the 
uh, Kaufman, Crane, and Bright. That's at, at the end of every show. Those are the people, when people say, wow, Jennifer Aniston made a lot of money. She is a poor woman compared to these three because those three <laughs> got like first dollar in. Like when they were, like, they, they, they don't have, their great, great grandkids don't have to work ever again. It's like huge. Anyway, they were very nice people. I did the scene with Debbie Mazar. Now at the time, uh, and I, I've talked about this maybe a couple times on the show, but Debbie Mazar was there and I'm like, oh shit, that's a chick from Goodfellas, you know? And of course, a lot of people know her from the agent on Curb uh, or the manager on Curb, whatever the hell she was. And so she's there and I'm like, oh, I'm like, hey, how you doing? She's clearly from Brooklyn or Queens and she has that accent and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was like, hey, I had to do a scene with her. So I'm like, uh, hey, do you, you know, do you want to run lines? Sometimes people are like, no, I'm good. And they, they let you know, like, I don't run lines. I am prepared and you should be. And I'm like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm a quarterback. You want to do a down and out? Let's do like 80 down you and out. So You'll ran lines for beer league. So, yeah. Yeah, beer so, beer yeah I think it's important. You'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, um, so we started running lines and she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm thinking Debbie Mazar, you know, because she had never done a live television show. Mm live in front of an audience uh, you know the three cameras shooting all how many people different. are how many people are in the audience when they do this kind of stuff when they say live studio audience how many are we talking here i would say there's like three sections maybe uh, 200 300 maybe hmm. six right. rows to, yeah something like that 100 to 300 depending yeah and, and it's always jammed um and uh of course the scene i did was with debbie mazar uh jennifer aniston and david schwimmer now couple of crazy things and it's all out of order here i just made some notes first of all being on that set you're on the warner brothers lot listen man, let me tell you i don't care who you are and, and if you're too cool for the room you're a jerk off when you go on the warner brothers lot man this is like hey they, like they shot like fucking bugs bunny like this is this is <laughs> this is it is the great arena it is gladiator it is yankee stadium on a crisp october playoff game five at the stadium mm. you know it you're like i had a room uh to myself not one of those shitty fucking trailers i was in a room it had like art deco in the room and i'm thinking like what star like uh, Clark Gable could have been used in this room, but no doubt it had like a, a leather old leather green couch. I had my own phone. I called my mother right away. Mom, on the Warner Brothers lot. <laughs> it dialed right out. They don't care. There was no like, Oh, long distance. You know, I just dialed up a guy. Dial came up, first. Uh, the guy came out and he said, uh, a guy comes up to the door. Hey, uh, Mr. Plumber, would you like a sandwich or anything? I'm like, Oh, I'll go get it. No, no, Jimmy. It's better if we get it. We want to make sure you're here. And I'm like, all right, give me a bacon, egg, and cheese. And Harlow came back with a gorgeous bacon, egg, and cheese. Not the shitty ones with the tin foil. This was like, some guy was like, I'm making this for Mr. Palumbo. And then uh, then the costume lady comes in, and they hang it on a beautiful closet, not on the shitty mirror like when you're in the trailer. Uh, and it's like, Jimmy, try this on. We'll be back in 20 minutes. See how everything fits. It's like, oh, my God, I'm in the big leagues. It's It was so, <laughs> I, actors, you have to, and I'm not being cocky. It's just like, I'm like, holy shit. I'm really, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, and for some reason, I, I've said this publicly, I wasn't nervous. Usually, I've done scenes with Tom Selleck. I was shitting myself. I did this. Uh, for some reason, every other gig, I get on the set, and I'm like, all right, what are we doing? Like, I'm playing wiffle ball when I was nine. I, I'm relaxed. <laughs> and then sometimes I get intimidated 
a, a weird way uh, or I get uncomfortable or something makes me feel shitty. I was just like, I was like a cool cucumber. I was like Elway in the huddle, man. Like, hey, what's going on? Joe Montana, right? I don't know why. I just was. We get into the room and we run the lines and, and then uh, the uh, we had to do a rehearsal during the week. Uh, during the day, you do like a, you run the scene and then they get the camera set. And uh, while we were doing the scene, uh, Debbie Mazar went up on her lines and she cursed. She said shit or God damn it or something like that. And I knew we couldn't use it. So I started cursing back at her. They didn't yell cut. The audience was going nuts. So I was like, oh, you're being a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, fuck you. You're being a jerk. Off. We're like totally. I don't think we. Yeah, we said def, I definitely dropped the F-bomb. But I said jerk off, pain in the ass. What's your, you know, is that kind of husband and wife arguing? Meanwhile, she's ready to give birth. Um, <laughs> and the audience laughed real loud. So I, I was like, oh, okay, that's definitely a nice three-pointer to start the game. And uh, But the problem was the director goes over to me. He's like. Uh, guys, uh, you know, this is an NBC sitcom. You can't curse. And I, I gave him a look. I, I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't have time to like resist. I gave him a look like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, really? I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't know this was an NBC <laughs> show, you fucking jerk. But he was actually really nice to me. Uh, so then um, we were shooting the scene. I had to uh, get behind the curtain and pull it back. And uh, the way, um, the way I slouched into the chair, that was me. I ripped the curtain across. It seemed like natural to do. They loved that. So I did, like, Palomo was adding his, you know, seven points, two rebounds, uh, key moments of the game. Um, but uh, the funny thing is, is that, first of all, uh, I was, during that, uh, I was in an acting class, and I booked Friends and NYPD Blue, like, the same week, early mm. 2002. Wow. And I got the call during an acting class. So I'm in this acting class, Karen West. I love her to death. Best acting class ever. I was struggling in the class, but you know what it was? And she knew it too. It's just a story of my whole life. When I'm doing something that I know doesn't count, really like this podcast, I, I, I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not a good practice player. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm -hmm. like if you were to say to me, Hey Jimmy, I want to do a, a, a run through of the podcast live just to see how it looks. I'll be like, I don't want to do that. Like, you know, <laughs> Jimmy don't need those, no practice. I'm one of those games that, like, I, I'm just not a good practice player. But when the game's on, though, I'm ready to go. And I laugh. And I've been in shows with people during the practices. I'm like, wow, that guy's fucking awesome. And all of a sudden, game time, there's cameras and lights on. And he's like, I'm like, why are you struggling now? You were fucking brilliant all week. Now you suck. I'd rather have me, the guy who's like, you know, I, I can't even kick a 27-yard field goal. Then during the game, I'm booming 55 yarders, you know? <laughs> And uh, I don't know why, but someday I'm going to get bit in the ass and I'll suck in a big show. But um, it was uh, it was just so weird to go back in. Uh, we took a break during the acting class and I got the call. Jimmy, you booked Friends. And then he goes, and you booked NYPD Blue. Those were two big shows at the time. I came back in the class and I had a weird, weird grin <laughs> on my this. face. I quit. Well, I was like, <laughs> and I just did a shitty uh, scene with this other girl. And the other girl was mad at me because I wasn't any good. I didn't even get the scene. It was one of those, like, I don't know. It was like one of those scenes where you had to actually act and be good. I just, it was like a <laughs> so I, I didn't like the scene. I didn't like the girl. I, I didn't like anybody. I wanted to go home. I was tired. I went out the night before. And so it's bad, me being a jerk off. 
And she was like, Jimmy, is everything okay? And I was like, oh, I'm going to uppercut this whole class. I'm going to uppercut. <laughs> like, but I felt like I was, I was like Bone Crusher Smith in the corner of the ring in trouble. I was like, yeah, I just got a really good phone call. Uh, I, I was able to book something. And I, I, and I made it, I kind of ended it like, we're not going to talk about what we're going to book. And I was like, oh, if she takes a step, if she leaves herself open, <laughs> she's like, oh, would you mind sharing what, what the booking is? And I'm like, oh, here we go. The mouthpiece is going to come flying out right now. <laughs> I said, I booked that, I booked that show. I said, I booked that show, Friends, as if, as if like, I did like, as if like, nobody as if nobody's ever heard of it. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going to play for the that Yankee team. Um, and the, <laughs> I immediately became De Niro in the acting class. Everyone was like, oh my God, you really, who, who'd you read for? I read for that. I'm like, no, I, I, I booked it. I'm going to be shooting it on Monday. And then I'm like, and then I did it. NYPD Blue was a big show at the time. I also, then I realized now that the acting coach is all over. I, and I threw out, yeah, they also told me I booked NYPD Blue. Man, what, what a day. And they were like, you booked Would you like to teach Jimmy. <laughs> and you know it's funny i still did a shitty job in that class but then she directed a short film she cast me in it ah, good move. cast cast the asshole book friend but uh it was wild to do she jennifer aniston first of all my character officially is called sick bastard i'm almost positive it was sick fat bastard and they changed it but i wasn't i guess i was i wasn't that fat then but I, when you look at the scene my hair is like golden brown auburn now i look like a you know, I'm an old man now, but the uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston during some of the re- uh, rehearsals, me and Debbie Mazar just, we would be great on a show together. So casting people put me in a room with Debbie Mazar and we will run the table. She looked at us and she just said, oh my God, you guys are so funny. It was really on and, and Schwimmer was smiling the whole time. And uh, so uh, that and I also had the thing I do in my stand up. The director came over. My my eyeline was off when I'm behind the curtain. I was looking in the wrong spot. I was looking at like Jennifer Aniston's face as if I'm staring at her. That was the character, but because of the camera angle, I had to cheat it. So I had to look like somewhere else. And he's trying to show me. And Jennifer Aniston had like those thin sweatpants on. It was during rehearsal, and she had like a t-shirt on. She's just a She's pretty. She's a pretty girl without much makeup on either. She's again, this is 20 years ago. Now she's a veteran, but she was, she was, she was running a four, three and uh, <laughs> after double coverage, you know, she was Kelsey. And, um, <laughs> so, the, um, so he looked, he goes, you know, just, you know, I kind of look like at Jennifer and Jen, Jen's kind of look at like Jen's ass that, that, and I was like, Oh, you didn't even look at Jennifer Aniston's ass. There is no better player in the country. I am at least tied for the best player in the country, best actor. You put Lawrence Olivier De Niro and Jimmy Flambo with the task of looking at Jennifer Aniston's ass, and we are tied. Okay, there's no <laughs> right there. Anybody gets that joke? That's another funny thing. But so I did that, and then years later, every anniversary. Oh, so then uh, uh, if I'm getting boring, I'm getting boring. But so then the show comes out. And when you shoot a sitcom, you're like 95% sure you're in it because they only shoot, it, 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 they shoot what they, it's not like a movie you can cut out. The movie's an hour long. They cut out scenes. It's not that way with sitcoms. And so we decided to go to a bar in Hoboken with like, when I was telling people I'm going to be on Friends, this is like before cell phones and shit. We had 60 people at the, the bar right by the pass station there uh, in Hoboken. 
When you go downstairs, they had music all the time. And my buddy Deej, Alphonse from Beer League, was the bartender. She goes, bring everybody here, bring everybody. So I didn't like it. It was an open tab. He was like, you know. And uh, my buddy Anthony Mastromaro, who produced Beer League, owned the bar. And his brother was there. And they, they were happy I was bringing all these people in. So we're all there. And there was like hot chicks. And I was single at the time. And I was like, ah, oh, what a great thing. But I'm thinking, oh, this is creepy. What if they don't? Someone's definitely going, look at this douchebag. He's on Friends and he's inviting people. So we're hanging out with my, I don't forget it, my buddy Tommy. And uh, he was sitting right next to me. And uh, he's like, ah, oh, this is great. You got to, he literally was like, dude, you got to book more work. There's more ass when, at bars when we go out with you. <laughs> he was totally like entourage. He was like, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. He goes like, he goes, all I need is the ball. And you just got to book work. We do these things and I win. You know what I mean? He's turtle. He's turtle. So I thought I was in the second scene of the sitcom, but I guess I lost track. I, you know, it had been four, three months since I shot it. So the first scene comes on, right? Deeds turns all the TVs on, all volume, da, 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 right? Everybody's going nuts, having, you know, they're all excited. So the first scene comes on, right? And I'm like, well, all of a sudden they go to a commercial. And of course they're like, what do you want? What do you want? Oh, the bitchy Hoboken chick said, you know, remember those kind? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't know, I'm not sure yet, just enjoy it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So the second scene, I'm thinking, ah, oh, here we go, right? We're going to get the win here. And the second scene goes on and they go to a commercial. Right. So my buddy Tom is like, dude, what the fuck? You're on this, right? Dude, I'm out of here. If we're not on this, I'm going out the back door. I'm going to punch you in the face. He's doing all this shit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in it. So I, I looked at him. I go, Tom, if you don't see me very soon after the commercial break, we are in, we are, it's third and very long and we have no timeouts. <laughs> Next, you know, off the commercial break, you kind of see me through the window of the door. And then, Everybody just, all my buddies just tackled me. <laughs> Nobody watched it. I, like, half the girls watched it. My buddies were like, ah, oh, they were throwing napkins at me. I got pummeled on the floor. I Thank God I taped it on my VCR at home. I didn't, I barely got to see the scene. They were like, oh my God. And people were like, uh, there was one old guy drinking at the bar though. To this day, I would love to interview him because he didn't really know what was going on. He was like, the fuck are they <laughs> cheering friends for? <laughs> And uh, so that was a really, really fun night. We had, we got out of there. I got home at like 6.30 in the morning. Uh, then I had a pager, I think. My pager was going mm. off. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, but it was certainly a lot of fun. But I will tell you, one of the coolest moments in showbiz for me, They uh, before they start taping, like the guy comes on, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the, and I knew this was a season finale. that They did an hour. I'm in the first half hour. Welcome to the season finale of Friends, right? But when they shut the lights and they put that, dude, it was bedlam. People were screaming. It was like the Beatles on, and so it was like nuts. People were like fainting and screaming. Oh my god! (laughs) With your stars, Jennifer Anderson, David Schwimmer. And I, I remember going. Like I remember, and one girl almost hyperventilated. One of these extras. I had to walk in and she was like, whew, whew. and I'm like, relax, just do your thing. Like, I don't know why. I mean, I was like, oh man, <laughs> it's a crisp fall night here in the Bronx. You know what I mean? But it was just, it was wild. But now at the end of the show, I know I'm taking a lot of time telling the story. Most of my booking stories are not this long, but this was a big one. This is the big one. Um, at the end of the show, they announce each star. Ladies and gentlemen, Jennifer Aniston, they come out in the crowd. Goes yep, yep, yep. Uh, in front of the live audience mm-hmm. and for the first five guys by the way i did didn't really i i met uh matthew perry didn't really uh 
I didn't have a scene with him. So I met him for like 30 seconds and it was just high and, and I had no interaction with him at all. And uh, so they, they announced on the place goes nuts. And then they did um, uh, Janet. Oh my God. That one, whatever uh, uh, was, uh, what's his name? Girlfriend doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Chandler Bing's girl, uh, Janice. Yep. And she got, she got a really nice, you know, I, now I'm at the end of the line. Like I'm already like, <laughs> I am definitely not on Kiner's corner, you know. No, I, only only true fans at home know I had a quick. I had six points in the last seven minutes of the game that were used. <laughs> I hit all my free throws too, and so then they get they get to this other girl who I didn't think had a big scene. She was ahead of me, and I was kind of like, I, I think I should have been one over. But yeah, what are you gonna do? They said her name, and she got the like, yeah, yeah, yeah like I was like, you know, here's a guy, you know, like old timers day. Here's a guy mm-hmm. back in 1961 had a big three game series against the Indians. Nobody cares. Right. And, uh, but then they say my name and I was expecting that. Like, oh, thanks for coming down. You'll get the free home version of friends. Right. Dude, the crowd went nuts. I guess that scene I did with Debbie Mazor, they got a kick out of, I, and they went nuts so much. So that the five cast members, uh, the friends, they leaned over to look like, who's that asshole that's getting like, <laughs> I, I, awesome. I, I felt like saying, I should have been in the six hole here. No, Janice, <laughs> you are not. Palumbo <laughs> is stealing your thunder. I couldn't believe it. That was a good feeling. That means I did something right. So yeah, then it aired and then it became, I think 31 million people watched the episode or something, something crazy. Cause she has the baby. All you got to do is tell people, some people say, you were on Friends? What, what episode? I'm like, ah, I just go the one when she has the baby, Jennifer. And they're like, oh, my God, you were sick bastard and um, shit like that. So it's, a, it's definitely a uh, an episode that um, was cool. So that was that. So that is my uh, uh, Friends booking credit story sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. That's right. Go to Cornhole Level. You know what, Dave? It didn't happen to me on the set of Friends. I know it's happening to you. You, you, your cornhole is off, and yeah. that's what we talked about just before the telecast. You need a cornhole leveler. You just hook it right into the hole there, okay? Put up your Showtime hands, and you are leveled here. They're nineteen ninety five. You get twenty percent off if you put in JP Show. Uh, perfect gift, perfect for the big spring cornhole tourneys that are going on all over America. Mm-hmm. And uh, so check that out, cornholelevel.com. One of my favorite sponsors, my buddy, Mike Caprio. Uh, Television. I'm watching programs. I'm four episodes into Reacher, season one. I'm enjoying it. Season one? Uh, I just started from the beginning. I didn't want to jump in. I know season two is going to be fun. awesome. (laughs) Don't tell me a thing. (laughs) I'm not saying nothing. And the other show I'm really enjoying, I'm going back and forth, which is why it's taken me a long time. Uh, have you been watching Louder Milk on Netflix? I watched the first three episodes so far. Um, I, I was dude, put I, on, you know, and I I was put on by you said it, so I was like, all right, yeah. fuck it, I'll give it a shot. I, I think it's funny as hell. I think it's. Uh, I, I'm in. You're not buying in. I, I'm I, not buying in yet, but my I love stepmom, the dialogue. my dad told me, I, my dad, yeah, my parents told me like, give it a chance, give it a chance, yeah, like it, it's good. Like, it. and I'm like, all right. And I love the actor uh, Livingston Ron. He's great. Oh, he's great. Um, he's great. He's one yeah. of my favorite movies growing up. Was Office Space. And yeah, Office was, Space. He's great. in Band of Brothers. I, he gets. You know what's funny? I, he gets no credit. Like uh, people, I don't know. Maybe because Office Space is like a silly comedy, but I like. Uh, he's 27 points a game. You know, he's the yeah, uh, yeah. He's Randall. Yes, me. But I, um, 
it's a funny show, man. And this is my buddy Jackie Flynn's actually in it. I met him at my buddy Eddie's Wake, and in fact, Pete. Peter Farrelly was at the wake as well, which was cool. And I did the cool thing, didn't go up to him. I didn't feel like going, because I didn't watch the show, nor did I give a fuck. But Jackie Flynn, well, I think I'm going to have on the show in the next couple of weeks. He's a great comedian. But here's something ridiculous. This uh, guy, Reacher, right? Alan Richson? Big Christian. Okay. How do you say Richson, that's how you say it? Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I, I said big Christian. Oh. Richson, yeah. I don't, I got to be honest with you. I'm watching the show and I'm like, who is this guy? I looked him up on IMDb. He's one of those actors that has worked a lot. I have never watched a second of him on. I didn't watch Mutant Ninja Turtles. He did a couple of these action movies. He did. Thor I'm trying to figure. Or I'm trying to figure out. I, 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 I'm trying to figure out if he's a good actor or not because it's like you're only four episodes in. But nothing changes. That's who he is throughout the whole thing. Right. And you're like, I, I, you're looking I at him like, right, but, guy, but no, apparently he, he might play Batman. Uh, Next. Uh, well, all I know is I don't know who the hell this guy is. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah. And the 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 girl in the show uh, in the first season, anyway. So don't ruin anything. I, mm-hmm. she, she probably gets her face blasted. One of these. <laughs> uh, in the beginning, I'm like, ah, she's not that hot. But then they have that bar scene when they go to the roadhouse. All of a sudden, wait a minute here. <laughs> Getting involved is the sidekick with her hair down. She comes in and lights up the garden here. Um, she's uh, she she grows on you after a while. So, uh, anyway, I'm enjoying Reacher. Um, that's a fun show to to get involved. It will definitely get. It'll definitely uh, even get better. I, I also rewatch Band of Brothers. Uh, listen, anybody who hasn't seen Band of Brothers. <laughs> Wow, it just makes every other TV show suck. It's, you know what's funny? I think it's Vince Vaughn's line in uh, in something where he, like somebody turns on him and he's like, "Band of Brothers, watch it," because <laughs> right? uh, he's just like, it's, no, "There's it, no bigger movie than that I, to I, show I, you that or or series that rather." Uh, yeah, uh, I, uh, to me, it's better than Saving Private Ryan. It's better than any other movie to watch if you really want to show. Uh, um, how and I've been uh, I'm researching stuff at World War One because of my grandfather. But uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, the one that just came out, did you watch that yet? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you can't watch it with your wife or kids, even in the house. Oh, okay. okay. That's definitely the uh, the the Saturday afternoon of Super Bowl when they don't play the week before. Mm-hmm. This movie, you there's no way you'll be like ah, I dozed off in the middle of All Quiet on the Western Front. No, you didn't. <laughs> Because you're like, <laughs> this movie, you know, everybody talks about the first five minutes of Saving Private Ryan when they land on Normandy. Mm-hmm. This movie is an hour and 55, hour and 55 minutes of that. You're like, oh, my God, what a horrible, <laughs> horrible experience for, for these men. They were getting shot, blow, heads blown. It was all in the pits and the mud and the trenches. And oh, you're like... Uh, yeah, believe me, you, you you nobody talks about the frozen tundra at Lambo when you get done watching this movie. Mm. Um, it's totally worth it. I, it's a great movie. Um, but I got to get done with these. I got to catch up with Loudermilk because I think it's two two or three seasons in, and Reacher is two seasons in, so I'm behind. Yeah. Hopefully this week uh, I'll be able to catch up. Also, I did stand up on um, Friday, and uh, um. For the Ramsey lacrosse, and that went really well. I had Ryan Marr and uh, Chip Ambrosio was on the show. We did a nice job. It was sold out. The Knights of Columbus there. We did a really nice job. Uh, 
I, I it was funny though because I was like I hate lacrosse. So the coach is sitting to my right. I really do. I, I hate watching. I, I I think it's a great it's a great sport to play. It's horrible to watch. And people say no no no. Uh, and uh, I just started fucking on the goalie who's got this little tennis racket with shorts on. And, and uh, I, the, the the improv thing I said, which got a laugh, was everybody like you're you're at a lacrosse match and these kids are throwing this hard rubber ball. 125 miles an hour on a ball sack <laughs> at the end of a stick and they're whipping it at this goalie. Right. And, and the goalie, like he just goes, uh, uh, hits the back of the net. Right. And then you hear a guy in the stands like, Oh, you got to make that save. I'm like, really? hundred mile an hour <laughs> fastball, four feet. And the guy can spin and whip it under his balls underneath. The guy can't, I've never seen a goalie even make a save. It's impossible. Uh, then you get the dopey guy with the long stick anyway. But uh, I did another joke that's inappropriate for this family hour here. But uh, but then I look over, <laughs> the coach, the coach is sitting right there, like head coach Ramsey Lacrosse. I'm like, hey. Yeah. But then I said, I, I'm only kidding. I, I don't mind the sport. So that was fun to do. Which of course brings us to shit your body needs day here at the stadium. I remember my first shit your body needs, sponsored by Chasing Miracles. Com. Go to ChasingMiracles.com. Give Tommy and Donna a call. They have these stem cell patches. They work great. I uh, hurt my uh, foot the other day. I put it on, and I, <laughs> next day, they felt fine. It's This shit works. It uh, gives you better energy. It gives you healing, all this different stuff. Non-invasive, no needles. The stuff works. My mother uses them. Her knee's feeling better. She's actually not getting surgery or at least putting it off, and that works for us. Um, this stuff really is the real deal. Athletes use them all the time. Serena Williams, Michael Phelps, uh, uh, you know, and ex-SEAL members, you know, those SEAL team guys who, you know, have to, like, get naked and dive underwater for four days and come out and tell that they wear those things. <laughs> what a bad, how bad would I be as any kind of military SEAL or anything like uh, that? Oh, you'd be terrible. Oh, my God. I'd be like, I would be the guy. What do we got to do? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I got hit that. What they're gonna see? You're basically, you're basically Paulie Shore in, in the army now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I would, I would last for any kind of military thing where you have to, even the invasion of Normandy. Like, hey, you're gonna be in a pa- a parachute. And you're going to land in enemy territory and you have to land and roll up your thing so nobody can see we landed while they're shooting at you in the sky. I would be like every bullet that was by I'd be like, oh, my God, hey, dude, you get these bullets. by I would be a horrible military man. Horrible. Um, but anyway, chasing miracles dot com. That's why I wear the patches, because it makes me want to join the military. Um, <laughs> so go check that out. Um, we also, uh, don't forget, Pine Tar Bar and Grill down in Forked River, New Jersey. Best sports bar ever. Go to say hello to my buddy Tommy down there. And also Lisa Rowane, therapist, 201-725-1251. Uh, and that's that. Also, I was able to finally see Artie Lang. Uh, oh, yeah? I went to go visit him. How's he doing? Uh, he's, he's coming along. You know, he's coming along. Uh, Good. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll you know, be able to start doing does something. Does he look? Has he, does he look like he's driven? Does he look he, like he's ready he looks, to go? Uh, he looks all right. You know, he, he's got these things. Uh, he looks all right. He looks all right. Uh, he, uh, it was just good to see him, gave him a big hug, and I saw his mother, and we, we had a few laughs, a few chuckles. I'm going to try to see him this week if I can. 
I'd love to get him involved with beer league again. That would be really yeah, big. It'd be awesome. And uh, we'll go from there. So All anyway, right. that's it. Anything else from you, your kids? I saw pictures of you having a little uh, lunch with your kids. Nah, um, that'll do it. <laughs> There's not much going on in the home front. Um, yeah, just rolling through. Almost all, playoff, you're playoff, in, almost over. So you're in your Yankee gear and you're ready, all to, go, ready baseball, to go. Baby, what is that? Pitchers and catchers is like two weeks ten. from now. Wow. As soon as you start, the best is when they they do those games on WFAN, those preseason games they put oh, on the worst. media. Oh, the worst. And you get to the eighth inning, you're like, oh, baseball's on. And then you're oh, like, who's number, who's how number about 81? And yeah. like, now, now number 174, Domingo Ramirez Chaflevo. <laughs> he batted 270 down in AAA. Like, you know, right. And he gets a base hit, and you're like, oh, this guy can do this. guy's got some problems. He's got some pop. And then you realize, well, he, in uh, single A, he batted 210, and he just got a base mm-hmm. hit at the right time. Anyway. All right. That's it. Jimmy Palumbo show here, getting involved from the Omni. Um, that's about it. I know I had something else to say, but I don't have it. Uh, I forget. Uh, Rutgers, su- oh, Rutgers sucks in basketball. Good I'm in wrestling. Then. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. They're good in wrestling. Yeah. They're good in wrestling. They're so good. They're eighth in the Big Ten. They're awesome. <laughs> Big Ten um, pretty good. I'm telling you, pretty good. I'm telling you right now, Rutgers can easily win the national championship in football and basketball in the same season. Mm. Then they can winning the champion winning in the Big Ten. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah, you ever see the, you ever watch you, you see some of those guys in the Big Ten? Like everybody's oh, yeah, record like is seventy houses, man. lifetime record one eighty and two. <laughs> Only two losses coming as a freshman. <laughs> as a disqualification, no show or some uh, shit. Penn State, Ohio State, oh, that's crazy. Iowa, forget about it. No way. This is just, Minnesota. If you, if your kid's a good wrestler, you send them there. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Yeah. N I L Day here at Shay. All right, everybody. That's it. Jimmy Plumbo Show 149. We'll see you next week. We have a special guest next week. Adam Seitz is coming on the show. He's a he talks more than I do. And Dave, you're gonna see that. And uh, we're trying to get Jackie Flynn from Loudermilk on the show as well. All right, that's it. We'll see you later. Thank you.